today on CityCast Salt Lake. The Clever Octopus Creative Reuse Center in South Salt Lake is a real gem. The store is a place where you can donate bits and bobs like paint or pieces of broken mirror that local creatives can purchase on the cheap and repurpose in art projects. They've got a number of different programs and the organization is a 501c3 nonprofit. It's a small storefront, currently staffed by anywhere from four to six folks. And just last week, that staff filed for a union vote, but not before they gave their employer a chance to voluntarily recognize the union. I got the scoop from Samantha White, a store associate at Clever Octopus, and Logan Rusho, a former employee. I started by asking Samantha when they decided to unionize. When did the match strike? It's Monday, July 18th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Well, let's get into it. I'm curious, when did you all decide to form a union? Like, was there a moment or was there a single person in the organization that came forward with this idea? Like, when did the match strike? A lot of us showed up to this like May Day get together thing that was hosted by the Salt Lake City Mutual Aid. Like we showed up there and just all saw each other there and we were like, wait, why aren't we like unionizing? Like the store would be so much better off if we did that kind of thing for us. Like there's so many like things that come up that don't get resolved properly and like if we had some accountability and like we had like one voice to speak as as a collective like employee base we could we could actually change some things Mm -hmm. but after that we kind of started like poking at everyone and being like hey do you want to like get together and talk about how there's like some issues because last month june was pride month and the majority of staff are very openly queer we put up a couple of pride flags. We put up one up front uh, in the front window. We put up one behind the register and two in the back in the staff side of the warehouse. Okay. There was some really hostile communication where uh, they made it very, where admin made it very clear that they don't want the pride flags. They want them taken down because they want, um, and I believe this is a direct quote, quote unfortunately, is they want homophobes and gun-toting whatevers to buy, come in and buy paint. And they would prefer that over um, the safety of staff. And that that really just breaks my heart is hearing that they value like a $3 tube of paint more than they value like my physical safety. That kind of pushed us into a more aggressive action, such as the walkout. And I, I'm not mm-hmm. sure I'd say aggressive, a more visible action. Yes. It's it's been this kind of back and forth, I feel like, in between our own selves in the union of like, this is so much work, like this is something I wouldn't have to deal with at just some other job that might pay a little bit more and like have like like just. And it, there's there's also this other side of like, like we're doing this like exactly because we want to make this difference. I I started working here in August and I was immediately completely enamored and in love with the community that it fostered and just all of the coworkers that I've met and and come to know and love at this job have become like lifelong friends for me for, for now on. It just has been such an incredible, loving, amazing community that I've come to see and the recent actions of administration have given us all the vibe that they're going to try and move in a direction 
that allows for people like any kind of person, quote unquote, to be able to come in and feel comfortable, namely people who wouldn't feel comfortable coming in if there were pride flags in the front of the store. And like that kind of just executive decision that was made for us store staff who feel very identifying with those with those flags and and um just just us store staff who use that as a kind of like barrier for safety like i feel safe in the store knowing that like we're so open and proud about that kind of thing but we're not really moving in a direction as a as a nonprofit that does that anymore and that's really why we want this union so that we can stand up and say hey you hired a bunch of queer people you have this community that you have been fostering that is very just young and queer and very very interested in supporting a local nonprofit that supports them back and it um it just really really it's it's what makes this union necessary the most recent thing that i saw was that you all just last week brought a letter forward to your managers or the store owner asking them to voluntarily recognize your union. How did you, who wrote that letter? How did that come together and how did you get it to them? Oh, wow. So this was, it was a very collaborative effort, of course. So we marched on the boss last Wednesday, the 6th, with a very eloquent, well-written speech. Yeah, like it was, it was really telling just how much they were going to, uh, going to listen to us when one of the admin there they plugged their ears to listen to who they were talking to on the phone before listening to all of their coworker all of all literally all of us were there in that room standing in solidarity and and our admin like one of our admin folks wasn't even going to like listen to what we were saying directly to them collectively as a whole and so that was very very telling for how they treat us and just it, it wasn't surprising, but it was still very just disappointing. So what specifically were your requests? So our March on the Boss, which is what that was, was to demand, one, a written apology for the creation of a hostile work environment. Um, and there's mm -hmm. been like repeated instances of misgendering, even when corrected, like making these really weird offhand comments, like discouraging any sort of like, hey, we are a queer friendly space, like a lot of discouraging of that which makes a lot of us feel very unsafe. So the creation of the hostile work environment was to specifically demand an apology for putting the safety of staff at risk. Uh, the other demand was to formally recognize the creation of our union within one week. Uh, and Wednesday, July 13th was the last day for them to do that, which they did not. Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patients, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, 
Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons. Maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatience.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. It feels like we've witnessed this like national movement. Of course, support for labor is at like a recent all-time high. 66 plus percent of Americans support labor unions and collective bargaining. The nonprofit world feels a little bit different, right? Because like we witnessed, of course, the rise of Starbucks unions in Utah. And I think we're probably going to see the summer of more announcements. That's my personal prediction. But when you're talking about Starbucks, you're looking at this massive corporate entity. Like it's very easy to set it up, I think, in storytelling and in the news as a David versus Goliath kind of a fight. When we think about your store, it's small, your staff of four. Does this mean you would need three out of four of your staff to vote for the union to have a simple majority and get it? Like, What exactly is that process going to look like for you all? We're currently working with um, um, other union folks from our, what I guess I would call our parent union, who is the industrial workers of the world. Um, they have been giving us phenomenal advice on how to go forward from there. And basically, um, since they kind of made it clear that like over their dead bodies, are they going to recognize this union until they legally bare minimum have to, um, we're going to file with the NLRB. Can we just imagine a scenario and fast forward to it where you have your union vote? The vote is a yes. We'll say it's unanimous. It's resounding. What are you asking for? How do you think those negotiations would go? We want admin to actually listen to us. The reason that we've had to go this far, like to the point of doing a union walkout, like all of that is because they, like we've gone through so many avenues of like, we're trying to be polite. We've written letters. We've been, we've been civil, but they refuse to listen. So our demands are primarily we want respect and we want them to listen to us when we tell them that something is wrong. Because currently it really does feel like admin does not value the input of staff. There's a lot of like, oh, we have experience, rely on our experience and our knowledge. But it's they're out of touch. There is very clear evidence that we have tried the the quote unquote proper channels for like listing our grievances and making them known and like time and time again people have had things to say about like the organization and what needs to change within it in order to make it a better like just safer place for for its employees and time and time again the the like incestuous power dynamic of like the directors board of directors just the the whole thing just makes it very clear like it just it gets caught up in there and things don't actually change. I just have one last question for you, if that's mm -hmm. okay. I think that this effort is uh, breaking some new ground in Salt Lake around collective organizing and labor unions, because it's something we've really seen a lot of in this city when it comes to trades. And now we're seeing it more with corporations. Of course, we referred to Starbucks. Do you think that this is going to pave the way for more mom and pop kind of shops or small nonprofits for their employees to 
also form unions. Have you heard from friends who work at other businesses that they're interested in watching your movement closely? I had like one person who came into the store who I, I casually mentioned it to and they were like, oh, I'm actually working on unionizing my place. I really, really hope that this will like encourage people to start unionizing and reaching out and like making working conditions better for the workers. But um, I, I've heard some things from like various other creative reuse centers across the country who want to unionize and like. A couple of educators and stuff who've reached out with interests of unionizing and i i'm really really excited to get more community involvement and kind of spur people on into like yes you have collective bargaining power you have the solidarity you can make changes there's so much like anti-union propaganda that just is blatantly untrue but the workers do hold the power and the workers can change things. And I'm so excited to see, like, as more and more unions start forming, like Starbucks and other places, as that happens, I'm so excited to see the changes that will come about. Logan and Samantha, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. We reached out to Clever Octopus's executive director about the union effort, but received no comment. If you want updates on the union effort, you can find them on Instagram at Clever Octo Union. A little more union news before we go. You might remember that the Starbucks team in Cottonwood Heights recently became the first Starbucks in the state of Utah to unionize. On Friday, the union went on strike and forced the store to close at 11 a.m., Employees say they've experienced understaffing, intimidation, and retaliation by the company in the wake of their union vote. One of the store's union organizers, Jacob Lawson, told me they don't have a contract yet and they are ready to strike again if the company continues to be unfair. That's a quote. Meanwhile, the Starbucks 4th and 4th location is expecting the results of their union vote tomorrow. Like most Utahns, they voted by mail, so the National Labor Relations Board has been tallying the results and will announce them Tuesday, the 18th. One of the store's organizers told me they are feeling confident that it will be a resounding yes for the union. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye. Bye.